Hey, and welcome back. It's Murphy Houston here on Mile High Magazine. In the past few weeks, we've been honored to talk to Dr. John Douglas, who runs Tri-County Health. Uh, talked to the governor a lot about what we should be doing in the state of Colorado as far as COVID-19 is concerned. He also uh, worked with the CDC for a long time. So we welcome in Dr. John Douglas. And, John, how's it going? Murphy, it's going fine. It's going fine. As you said, uh, Colorado is starting to open back up. We're really happy to see that. The weather's nice. Uh, um, we've, we've got some careful steps underway, and, and we're feeling uh, cautiously optimistic. Well, that's the way. You're always optimistic, though. You're just that kind of guy, aren't you? <laughs> uh, I try to be that way. No, yeah. seriously. I mean that sincerely. You are one of the more optimistic people that I've, I've ever interviewed, and I love that. So the restaurants opened a couple of days ago right here in Colorado. Some even opened uh, earlier. How are things going? How do you feel about it? I, it makes me a little nervous yet. I'm not quite ready to jump into a restaurant. Yeah, I, you know, I think um, I, th- I think a couple of issues. First of all, the the guidelines that were put out by the state, I think, uh, were really thoughtfully put together. Uh, they weren't just done by a bunch of bureaucrats. They had a lot of input from the people who run the restaurants, so they could come up with things that were pragmatic and realistic to run in practice. Um, you know, I would say that if a restaurant follows those guidelines carefully, um, they really ought to be uh, uh, pretty safe to go to. I, I say pretty safe as opposed to completely safe because, honestly, um, unpredictable things can happen. And I think for folks that may have greater risk of getting severe illness, those of us over the age of 60, folks that have got underlying uh, medical problems, heart disease, lung disease, diabetes, or even just being overweight, which can create a risk, I think I'd, I'd move a little slow going back to restaurants. When you do go back, just be cautious, and ideally, if you can be outside, fresh air, sunlight, the breezes, those all turn out to be really helpful in terms of reducing risk of transmission. Um, but, you know, restaurants are important parts of the cultural scene in our community. They're uh, something we enjoy doing with friends, and so I, I'm, I'm glad they're open back up, and I think if uh, uh, those of us at risk can be cautious, um, we've got a good chance of this working out pretty well. And, John, if you could maybe, for those that have not heard, what are the rules for the restaurants? What do we need to know going in, and what do restaurant owners need to follow opening up? Well, um, first of all, the uh, restaurants are are trying to do the the various parameters to create what we call social distancing. So this is the six-foot rule of staying away from other people. So if you're lined up outside the restaurant waiting for your reservation, you're supposed to be six feet apart from the others. Ideally, with markers on the sidewalk so that you know how far six feet actually is. When you go inside the restaurant, you ought to be bringing your own face cloth or mask with you. When you're standing out there in line, wear your mask. Go to your table wearing your mask, and when they serve you, now it's time to take it off and you can enjoy yourself. The tables ought to be at least six feet apart from each other. You can be with a group of um, up to six uh, people. Uh, but you don't want to go in there with 25 of your best friends because, um, first of all, that'll be hard to keep you away from other people. I think a really important parameter is that the staff of the restaurants are supposed to be wearing face coverings um, when they're dealing directly with the public. And, you know, that's something that uh, I think people get, but it's going to take a lot of cooperation and vigilance to be sure that that happens. And if you're in a place where somebody's not wearing it, um, there's been some issues about people challenging other people about wearing face masks. We're not asking people to be, uh, you know, face 
mask police inside restaurants, but be cautious. And if the staff's not wearing uh, face masks, I think it's a place to stay away from. We'd also like to hear about those circumstances through our complaint line at Tri-County Health Department. We're not uh, uh, going out and routinely visiting restaurants at this point, but certainly if we get concerns or complaints, we want to hear about that. And how do they do that? They just call you, John? Keep parameters. Yeah. What's that number? Um, The number that you can call uh, Tri-County's complaint line is uh, 303-220-9200. That's our call center. And that's only for your Tri-County, which is Adams, Arapahoe, and Douglas, not the entire state. That's exactly right. But each county has got its own call center to receive concerns or questions or uh, just issues of clarification. Um, and so I don't know the numbers for the other counties, but each local health department ought, ought to have that kind of capacity. Sure. Just check that out. You can probably Google that and get it right away. So here we go with the restaurants. What's next? I mean, it's summertime. We're hearing the sun. The warmer weather might have an effect, a positive effect for us on the COVID-19. Staying outside is good. What about public pools? Is that confirmed they'll never open? Or I know some of the parks are starting to open. The national parks are starting to open. What's, what's next? Yeah, you know, I think people really do want to get back to enjoying outdoor activities like pools. Um, we're told that the governor is considering guidance in that area and maybe coming out with some new guidelines next week, which I know lots of people would appreciate. Um, summer camps where you go and spend the night for a weekend or a week or a month, those aren't open yet. Um, the governor's looking carefully at the data as we open things up uh, bit by bit. You know, one thing I do want to say, and I'm sort of reviewing this right now, is how we what what are the increments by which it makes sense for us to have things uh, open back up? If everything opens back up at once and we have a resurgent epidemic, we're a little more in the dark about what, what might have caused it. We also don't want to get ahead of ourselves of having too much open at once because then we do invite uh, the sort of resurgence we're concerned about. But I do think the summer's a fantastic time, whether it's a walk in the park, a patio of a restaurant. Um, as you said, the parks are beginning to open up, which is great. Maybe next week, pools, day camps are already being allowed to open up with careful social distancing. So I think lots of things we associate with the summer and really why do we live in Colorado to enjoy uh, our great environment anyway are really starting to come into place. Right. I agree with you, John. I, I still have to say, and I know you think the same way as a grandfather with grandchildren wanting to play their sports, their soccer, their Little League baseball, that's got to be a tough call to really get that back. Because how do you handle that? How do you handle separations and all that at a Little League game? Yeah, no, it's really a tough call, although I think the governor is probably going to come out with some guidelines about that next week because you're absolutely right. we got pent-up demand. You know, I would say that um, those sports where you're not uh, closely congregated with each other, basketball, soccer, are probably going to end up being safer. Um, I think there may be some adjustments possible within the world of Little League. Summer is the baseball season, if you will, to try to prevent um, close contact with each other. You know, ideally, we we believe that face coverings can be valuable in all kinds of settings. And, you know, maybe it's hard to chug around the bases after you just hit a triple if you're wearing a face mask. Well, it would be for me, I'll tell you. <laughs> You know, certainly when you're sitting on the bench with your teammates, this kind of thing, I think if we can create circumstances where we're, we've got our, our kids using hand sanitizer and wearing their masks during times that they're not needing to be uh, breathing hard, running around the bases, that kind of thing, I think those sort of adjustments, and frankly, there's 
I'm talking to a lot of youth uh, sports folks. They've got some really creative ideas. They get it. They don't want their kids to get sick. And so um, I'm, I'm hopeful we're going to get some guidance next week to let our kids uh, begin to enjoy not just running around the park but uh, playing sports with each other. Well, it's going to be interesting because one of my uh, grandsons has started some practicing with his team. And I wanted to go over. He's got one actually we're recording earlier than Saturday, but I wanted to see how they handle that, how the coach handles that. But he's got to practice already, so they're getting ready for something for sure. Yeah, and, and I, I think it's uh, it's understandable that's happening. And, and again, we're hopeful that the, those folks that are already uh, kind of getting out there are doing so in a careful way and that when we've got some – crisp guidelines on the table we certainly want to work with our communities to find the right sweet spot to let the let the sports go on but do so in a safe way exactly especially in the summertime so another question i have for you it appears that here in colorado we're getting or we already have enough covid19 testings so should everyone get one now i heard that the other day no matter if you've never even had been around somebody or you're feeling great you should probably be tested well, I would say that we certainly want anybody who's sick with a COVID-like illness, cough, shortness of breath, um, uh, uh, difficulty breathing, um, or even the loss of a sense of smell is a, a, a condition that we wouldn't have known about a couple of months ago, but now we realize it's associated with COVID. We want everybody with those symptoms get, to get tested because if they do get tested, then we, they can much more smartly realize, oh, gosh, I really have to stay in kind of an isolation setting until I feel better, or, hey, if I've already got an underlying medical problem, I want to be in touch with my doctor if I've got COVID. So definitely, if you're symptomatic, we want you to be tested. And by the way, if you are symptomatic, we're beginning to build up our workforce to be able to do something known as contact notification. Right, so right. Murph, Murph, if you're sick, we're going to call you and ask you to voluntarily. This is not, you know, required. But it is, we're providing a service to you to say, hey, Murph, who have you been in contact with? If you were in a studio with uh, three other guys, uh, we want to let them know they've been exposed so they can take precautions and even be tested. So that testing is really a link to that contact notification. I'd say over and above that, anybody who's concerned may have been in contact with somebody else, even if they're feeling fine. Those folks ought to, ought to uh, explore testing as well. We've got an increasing number of places where testing can be done. Uh, Denver just set up a regional testing center at the Pepsi Center. I think most people know where that is in Denver. Right, Denver. right. It's free, no doctor's orders. It's open uh, seven days a week. It's a great resource for the area. It may not be close to your home, but if you can't get into your doctor for a test, it's a great, uh, great resource to have. Well, since, uh, John, we talked to a lot of seniors here on No Copay Radio, what about all seniors, 65-plus, 70-plus? Should they just be tested whether they feel bad or not? You know, um, I, I think I would at this point say uh, go to the trouble of being tested if you're feeling sick or if you've been in contact. And the reason I wouldn't say just, hell, everybody should go in, is a test is only as good as a, a particular point in time. So if I get tested today and I'm negative, if I have contact with other people in the grocery store or whatnot, that doesn't mean I'm not positive tomorrow. So I think until we know a little bit more about the implications of a of a test on a, a you know sort of an unselected day, if, if somebody's particularly worried, I wouldn't discourage them. But I would say I wouldn't that wouldn't be an area that I would encourage people to rush out. 
okay, good enough, because I was thinking about doing that because I'm in that class, and I thought, well, maybe I should just be tested for the heck of it, but I'm not going to now. I'm taking your advice, Dr. John Douglas, for sure. <laughs> I guess another question I had, too, because, you know, in the weather question about the COVID-19, we thinking with the warm weather should affect it. But, you know, in Colorado, especially springtime like we're going through now, you know how it is. Three o'clock, it rains, 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 and it quits about seven o'clock. Does rain have an effect on the COVID-19 virus? Boy, that's a good question. I haven't heard anybody ask that. I will say, uh, uh, um, interestingly, greater humidity seems to have an effect on the distance that a respiratory droplet that I'm breathing out can travel. Okay. Higher humidity makes the droplet heavier, and it falls to the ground quicker. So, you know, things tend to, in Colorado, dry out pretty fast. But if you just had a big storm and there's some greater humidity in the air, that might have an effect on that sort of aerosol transmission. Well, that's a good thing to know. And I will say, uh, since the golf courses have reopened, I've experienced that a couple of times. And all the courses I've played are doing a really good job on how they're handling this. Separation, masks, one golfer per cart. Uh, take your mask off when you get out of the range because you're really separated out there. I think, have you heard anything bad about the golf courses opening? You know, early on during the uh, stay-at-home order, there were some uh, areas of concern about golf courses, but I, I, I would agree with you that they have really sort of stepped up and said, look, we want our businesses to be effective. We don't want them to uh, be circumstances where people get sick. And, and really they have been, I think, fantastically cooperative and in many cases, innovative. Yeah, they know their logistics better, and I think they've really done a great job. And I'm very happy to hear that direct report from you. So well, that's, I'm, like, uh, I'm like your field reporter, uh, Doctor John. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be out there spying all kinds of stuff for you. Oh, uh, that's great, Murph. That's well, great. listen, Doctor John Douglas from Tri County Health. I really appreciate your time with us. You really helped us make it through this mess, and we'll continue doing that. And I guess we'll uh, talk to you next week. Uh, it sounds fun. Look All right. forward to it. And thank you, Dr. John Douglas, for uh, your weekly visit. We'll talk to you again next week. We'll see what's going on. Dr. John Douglas runs Tri-County Health, formerly with the CDC. Hey, you guys, have a great weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy. This is Mile High Magazine.